I can't say for sure, but I could have sworn that Summer's tongue tasted like blood. By the time next Friday rolled around, I had forgotten all about the strange occurrences from the previous week. Grandma had been discharged from the hospital, and even though she was under a nurse's care at the moment, the doctors believed that she would be fine in just a few months. As for Summer, I had been sneaking out almost every night to meet her under the oak tree and spend more time with her. With an old blanket beneath us, Summer would lay her head on my chest as we looked up at the stars, making plans for a future that seemed so far ahead. Sometimes now, looking back on things, I still think that those moments were the happiest times of my life. Anyways, things have been going great at the pool too now that Summer was here. Always the extrovert, Summer loved talking to the kids and their parents about pretty much anything, which helped me stay quiet and unnoticed in the shadows, just the way I preferred things. But nothing so perfect can last forever. That Friday started off as normal as any other. Summer and I met early at our spot, gossiping about the latest show we were binge-watching simultaneously. The kids that day were as happy as ever, splashing around underneath the beating Georgia sunshine, until... I jumped up, already in panic mode from the sounds of a child crying. A child who is supposed to be under my watch and care, no less. When I looked toward the pool, I saw a third grader named Nina holding her hand to her forehead. Underneath her small fingers and curly bangs, I could see blood smearing and dripping down her temple. Are you okay, Nina? I shouted as I hurried into the water to grab her. I I jumped in, thinking it's deep, but it's not. And, and it's shallow, and I hit my head on the bottom. The poor girl was crying so hard that she almost began hyperventilating. I scooped her up in my arms, her legs wrapped around my hips so that I could carry her. Aw, it's okay, Nina. You're okay. It's just a little cut. But you were so brave to try and jump in the deep end, right? Nina just nodded as she tried to catch her breath. Her cool tears began running down the side of my back as I carried her. Let's just go in the first aid room and we'll fix you right up. Why don't I get Summer for a minute and we'll play nurse and doctor? You can be our patient. How does that sound? The child's eyes lit up for a second, and I knew I had her attention at the possibility of playing a game. Nina was both smart and incredibly brave for her age. I couldn't help but admiring her as I watched her sniff back her tears. You're so strong, Nina. Hang tight. I will go find Dr. Summer. I backed out of the first aid room to scan the pool. Huh, that's odd. I don't see Summer down with the swim group, and I don't see her monitoring the deep end either. Maybe she had just went to the bathroom and didn't hear all of the commotion. As I started to walk to the bathroom and shower area, I could have sworn I heard the smallest gasping sound. It was not a scream, but rather a gasp that had been muffled quickly. Even though I had only left Nina alone for a minute or so, I felt a sinking feeling in my stomach that something was wrong. My heart started to thump as I rushed back towards the first aid room, opening the screen door as fast as I could. Nina? 
I said, panicking now, because Nina was no longer sitting where I had left her. Nina! I yelled out. Looking down where she had been sitting, I could see a few drops of blood baking into the concrete. If she is bleeding, maybe I can follow the drops to see where she went. Though I didn't need to look far, I could see the small red drops moving back toward the maintenance closet. Strange, but maybe Nina got scared being alone and went to hide. Aw, Neen Bean, I'm sorry I left you. I started to open the door. (gasps) Summer? I said, bewildered by what I was seeing. In the small closet, Summer stood there with her hand pressed firmly against Nina's lips as the child tried to wriggle free. On the corner of Summer's mouth, I noticed what looked to be blood dripping out from a corner. What the hell is going on, Summer? Nina, are you okay? Her eyes looked surprised, but Summer's voice remained as steady as ever. Oh, sorry, Allie. I heard you say you wanted to play doctor-nurse, and I decided to do a little hostage situation. Nina always watches those spy cartoon shows, so I thought it would cheer her up when Special Agent Allie came to her rescue. Isn't that right, Nina? Summer looked down at Nina warmly, her hand now grasping Nina's inner arm. Uh, yeah, spy shows. Can I go play again now? This seemed odd. Nina never mentioned to me that she watches spy shows or action cartoons. Are you sure you're okay, Nina? You don't want mommy to come get you? Or sit next to Summer and I for the... No, no, I'm fine. Nina shouted at me as she ran out of the first aid room and back towards her pool of companions. Strange kid. Maybe she has early stages of bipolar or something, Summer said nonchalantly as she placed a hand affectionately on my back. I don't know. That seemed really weird to me. Maybe we should still call her parents. But Summer snapped back quickly. No, no, we don't need to call her parents. She's fine now. Summer and Nina have both claimed she was fine at least five times now but my heart still told me that something was wrong here. No matter what they said, I knew that I had seen blood on Summer's face, whether by accident or something else. As the day wound down to an end, I watched Nina start to act more of her normal self, playing and splashing the other swimmers. At 5.30, she ran into her mother's arms as normal, nodding yes when asked, Did you have fun at the pool today? When all the kids had left, Summer and I remained in the parking lot as other pool swimmers started to wander out into their cars. My stomach was tying knots of nervousness, but I still had to ask. Summer? Yeah, babe? Ugh, why did she need to say it like that? Hearing my first pet name sent a fiery passion through my body, but I needed to stay true to myself and get answers. Why did you lie to me earlier? I know that Nina doesn't watch spy cartoons. I mean, I have watched her swim since she was basically in diapers. What was really going on in there? It looked... unnatural. 
Her body became rigid as Summer crossed her arms and tilted a hip to the side. Unnatural? What are you accusing me of right now? Nothing. I'm not trying to accuse or be pushy. I just want to know if what you told me in the room was the truth. That's all. I tried to soften my tone without backing down on my last question. The last thing I wanted was tension between Summer and I. But at the same time, it is my duty as a counselor and as a young woman to protect the children. (sighs) Okay, well, maybe I did lie. Maybe something else was happening. But I don't have time to explain everything to you right now. I have to have dinner ready for mom by the time she finishes her shift. Meet me tomorrow at our spot, at five or so. I will explain what happened, and then I will make you one of my famous mac and cheese bowls. Deal? Something inside of me still felt suspicious, almost like my subconscious knew Summer was covering her tracks. Then again, I have never had any sort of relationship like this before. Maybe I'm just being overly paranoid about something so perfect. That works. Will you still call me after dinner? We can watch our shows. I said, trying to sound like my normal self. Summer smiled, warming my heart up once again with her beauty. Of course. Talk later, she said as she blew a kiss toward me and walked away. I sat down nervously at our spot, trying to rest my shaking hands on my knees. What did Summer mean by she would finally explain everything today? Has she been lying to me about something? What could she even be lying about? The more questions I asked myself, the more I started to feel sick with worry. The pressure mounting caused by the unknown was sure to be even scarier than what Summer would eventually tell me. Right? Leaning my head back against the oak tree, I stared out at the park anticipating Summer's approach. My eyes darting around nervously to each passerby walking through or around the park and then back to the pool entrance. Ten minutes of this went by with no glimpse of summer. Strange, I said to myself quietly. Summer was always early or right on time. My fingers moved through my backpack, subconsciously searching for my cell phone as I continued to stare out at the park. I grabbed my phone and searched back through our texts from last night, confirming that Summer asked to meet at 5 p.m. The time was now 5.35, and Summer had not even texted to say she would be late. Nervously, I decided to call Summer to see what the holdup was. Please leave your message. Hmm, this is strange. I looked back out through the park and over to the pool entrance. Still no summer in sight. Am I being stood up? The time on my phone now read 5.45 p.m., and my worry was shifting to anger. What could be so pressing that summer couldn't even pick up my call? Anger grew within me like a fever the more I thought about her ditching me. Then suddenly, 
a great idea popped into my head. Sure, I had never been to Summer's house, or even seen it for that matter, but I did notice that she would be at the same location every night, based on her Snapchat location. Hastily, I picked up my phone and rushed to log into my Snapchat, swiping over to the Snap map as quickly as I could. There she was, in the same location I saw her every night, just five blocks or so from the pool. The anger started to float away like the summer clouds hanging above me. Summer had to have just fallen asleep for a nap and forgot to set an alarm. She can be clumsy and forgetful sometimes, that is for sure. Ugh, she is adorable. Slinging my backpack over my shoulder, I walked in the direction of Summer's location. As I walked down each block, my Snapchat icon moved closer to Summer's, and the anxious feeling in my chest returned. Finally, I turned on to Chestnut Street and could see I was about 500 feet from Summer's location on the map. As I picked my head up, I noticed with a twinge of fear that I was now in Newport, a small area in town that was known for its drug dealing and gang activity. Why would Summer's mom ever get an apartment here? Especially since she works in 12-hour shifts at the hospital. Looking down Chestnut Street, I could see that almost every house was either vacant or renting. The homes looked outdated, discolored, and unkept. One of the homes stood out, though. A small two-story house with yellow paneling. Yellow was Summer's favorite color. Could this be her house? I walked over to the yellow house, looking down with every step to check if my location on the map moved closer to Summer's. It did. This one had to be hers. And if not, then I will kindly ask the owner if they had seen a beautiful girl with emerald green eyes and matching space buns. I took one last breath of air and... The seconds of silence passing felt like an eternity. I looked down at my phone one last time to check the Snapchat locations, which now showed that Summer and I were in the same place. Summer had to be inside this house. There is no other way we could be this close on the map. But if that is true, why wasn't Summer answering the door? Could she still be asleep and not hearing me? This time, I pressed my ear up to the thin wooden door in an attempt to hear any movement inside. When I didn't hear any footsteps, I could have sworn I heard someone inside. I pressed my entire face against the side of the door, shutting my eyes to only focus on the sounds inside. This time, I was sure I heard someone inside, and it did not sound like summer. What I heard was a man's voice or rather the sound of a man's throat gasping, like they were struggling to breathe. Then I heard another noise coming from inside that sounded almost like slurping. I stood frozen at the door, my face pressed up against it as I listened, horrified. My mind was telling me instinctually to run and get as far away from the sounds as I could but my body stayed planting firmly against the wooden door, listen, and now sniffing the air coming from inside the house. The gap at the bottom of the door pushed out humid air from inside, 
and I could smell Summer's scent seeping through. It was the strongest, most entrancing smell I had ever experienced. I knew Summer was in the house, just behind the door even. Against my better judgment, I reached for the doorknob and turned. The house was unlocked. All of the lights were off inside, and the small home looked completely disheveled. Did I just walk into a vacant home? Is this a place for squatters? Or worse, maybe even traffickers? My feet instinctually moved backward, urging me to get out of this foreboding house. But once again, I heard that hollowed breathing coming from somewhere inside, followed by the sounds of someone slurping and drinking. Summer? I called out nervously, but heard no response. The sounds were getting louder as I navigated to the staircase on the left-hand side of the house. Summer, are you here? It's Allie. But still, no response. There was only one place left to check. I took another deep breath. The stairs wrapped through the home an old spiral staircase that cracked underneath my weight. Finally, I got to the top and looked down the hallway. The sun was starting to go down by this point, and the windowless hallway was much darker than the rest of the house. Yet I could still see the last door at the end of this hallway was creaked open, while all the others remained closed. Summer, I said once again, trying to steady my voice. My heart dropped to my stomach as I heard someone behind that last door gasp out, Help! Please help! Every inch of me wanted to run down that spiral staircase and out into the setting sun, never looking back at the yellow house again. But in the back of my mind, there was one thing that kept my feet planted firmly in the hallway. I have to make sure that summer is okay. I said I would protect her. I will protect her. One last deep breath, and... This isn't real, I told myself in my head. You're dreaming. This isn't real. Close your eyes. Wake yourself up, Allie. I shut my eyes as tightly as I could, tears squeezing out from the corner of each eye. But when I opened them back up, the same horrifying sight sat before me. In the corner of the empty room laid a thin, emaciated man who looked to be about 20 or so. I recognized him. He was a young homeless man who had been caught breaking into homes in the area multiple times. The police believed he would break into nicer homes looking for money or items to pawn that could fuel his drug addiction. His body laid crumpled in the corner, blood-covered hands reaching up toward his throat, and fear-filled eyes peering directly into mine. Behind him sat Summer, blood dripping down from her mouth onto her chin. For a split second, I thought back to my grandma in the backyard, her face with the same stream of blood dripping down to her chin. But this time, it was Summer's face. One of her hands were grasping the man's long ponytail, pulling his head back and exposing his throat. 
Her other hand was clutching onto his scalpel that had been driven into the man's neck, pushing down on the jugular vein as blood splurted out into her mouth. Summer continued to gulp loudly as more and more blood poured from the man's wound. Summer? I whispered, barely even having the strength to speak at volume. How could this be happening right now? It can't. It it just can't be. Summer looked up. Her eyes flicked over to me as she continued to drink the man's blood, still keeping the scalpel pressed into his jugular. Our gaze met for a quick second, and Summer gave me just one word before continuing to feed. Leave. Leave? She wants me to just walk out like nothing happened? Summer, I can't. Please, just tell me. Before I could even finish my pleading, she shouted at me. I said, leave. Get the fuck out. My legs instinctually moved me out of the room before my mind could even catch up, backing into the hallway before turning to run down the creaking steps. Tears started slipping from my eyes as I ran faster and faster through the house hearing Summer start to drink again from the man's throat. I finally made my way out the door, slamming it shut and praying that the noises would be contained inside. But they did not stop. I ran all the way home, tears dropping from my lashes as I continued to hear Summer eating in my mind. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.